I actually have some stuff here I actually want to talk to you about. So let's let's start. Let's let's have an official start of uh, episode nine of Utah in the Weeds. This is going to be a Tim and Chris episode. I'm excited about that, actually. No, it should be fun, man, because we were supposed to uh, record with who was it? Connor Boyack. Yeah, Connor Boyack, which uh, I we anticipate will uh, be just pushed off one week. We were just having issues with the recording. Right. Uh, Tim couldn't figure his end out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll t- I mean, t- give me all the blame. I've got the Ethernet cord hooked in. I've got the headphones hooked up. I've tried three different headphones, different microphones, my laptop. It was a, and you know what? It just needed, you just needed to take a breath, reset, come back a couple hours later. And here we are. Absolutely. Right. I actually do have some stuff I want to talk to you about, Tim, because I'm really excited about this. You didn't tell me about this. You write, uh, you wrote an article for Salt Baked City. Oh, uh, yes. Website. Tell me about this, man. What's, what is this all about? Yeah. So Salt Baked City, uh, Salt Baked City. Uh, is the new publication. Uh, they asked me to kind of write a column. Uh, I think they're going to come out about once every month, and we're going to write a column about medical cannabis on from the provider side, maybe take some questions, uh, answer some readers' questions. And I think it's going to be a fun little project. It's run by a really great writer, and I think they've put together a pretty good project. I'm actually looking on the website here right now. I mean, it's beautifully done. I've I've looked at a few articles, and there's actually a few things I wouldn't even mind talking to you about. Um, it's a great website, though. I, we should we should get get him on the uh, podcast sometime. Oh yeah, I should text him. I was texting with him earlier today. He's looking for a patient right now to interview that uh, that home delivery is very important to. And so in the next uh, little while, we'll be looking for those types of patients in my clinic. And, you know, somebody who needs to share or wants to share a story about how uh, this home delivery thing that they're, that Utah's uh, going to allow uh, really could help. It could help a lot of people, actually. There was actually an, um, an article on KUTV.com. I pulled that up. I was actually going to talk about this with you. Uh, it was published yesterday about drive through and home delivery, right. which never in a million years, Tim, would I have thought I would see that in a Utah publication, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like, you know, home delivery, yeah, home delivery. I mean, first off we get, we get legal weed and then we have home delivery or drive through service. Like look at Dragonfly wellness. They bought a bank building. So this could be perfect for a, a situation like that. You could order online they could verify you, however they're going to do that, and you could pull right up into the, the the slot, and they could put it out the little door like you're at Walgreens getting your prescription. Now, I wonder if that's why they did it in a, in an old bank. I don't know. I think there's a couple of reasons. I'm like one, for anybody who's been in there, they store all of their product at night in the vault, which I think is kind of fun. Um, I know they think it's, it's great, but I don't know. Um, I mean, that's near other properties maybe they own too. And yeah, but I've never been to perfect earth either. I, I don't know if they're set up for that. Yeah, no, I need to go up there and visit too. And I, so I'm looking at this article and it doesn't say, I thought there said something about when they're going to start doing drive-through and home delivery, but it doesn't say, I know How the, cool, that, I mean, that would be a cool job. I should apply to be a home delivery person, right? Just drive yeah, like cars it, out. And- is it kind of like Grubhub? You, you, uh, you <laughs> order and then the, the Uber driver just shows up to the dispensary, picks up the 
the loot and delivers it to your house. I know they have very strict registration rules. You have to have your background check. You have to be trained. So, I mean, it's not going to be that easy to be a driver, but. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. You're going to go through uh, the rigmarole, so to speak. Sure. You're going to be um, a barcode on both ends uh, to make sure that you're delivering all the right stuff. Have you, uh, you've been pretty busy seeing patients issuing cards? Yeah, we've been surprisingly uh, a little busier now that we've gone to orange, I think. It's hard to really track. I, I mean, honestly, it's just really hard to plan, you know, what what type of like volume we're going to have or, or what we're going to need to set up for clinics uh, because everything's so up in the air with the virus. But I think we've been busier uh, seeing patients. We have more providers that we're training uh, and helping really learn the process and learn the delivery and the dosing so we can be the best out there for people to come see. Your clinic? Yeah, yeah, my clinic. Well, utahmarijuana.org, because we've really consolidated under that. I, I think people recognize that more. That's where we're sending people to learn about uh, medical marijuana. It's where we're sending people to listen to the podcast. And so we decided to to kind of forego the medical or utahmarijuana.clinic and just Consolidated under utahmarijuana.org just makes more sense. So, are all that they can go there, like uh, listen to the podcast, they can learn about uh, how to get your card. Absolutely. Uh, and I education. think it's getting better and better um, slowly. We're putting out pages like uh, condition pages right now, we're working on like chronic pain page to kind of learn about, uh, you know, if you have chronic pain, you can go there and like learn a little bit more about cannabis, the the science behind it. Um, but we have quite a few different pages. We even have an anxiety page because we've had, gosh, so many people just anxious about what's going on right now. I think we're planning on getting back in the studio next week, a week after that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. It's not, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, man. It's like, I don't know. We we could talk about this later. It's just one of those things that's like, okay, we're going to all wear masks in the studio. Well, we can't do that though. That's, that's the problem. That's what I've actually been thinking about this and I'm up for any ideas. I found these cool little microphone covers and oh, yeah. I'm afraid if you weren't wore a mask, it would be muffled. Yeah. I think that, uh, but what about the microphone cover? I mean, everybody puts the little, uh, the foam on the microphone that works out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So actually, if anybody's listening that has any ideas, you know, of how the best way to do it, uh, you know, you know, it's funny here, uh, Tim, is Joe Rogan, actually, it, the funniest thing. So I wasn't listening to quite a few of his episodes. And then I started noticing, I'm like, well, is he still doing in-person interviews? Uh, do, you, do you follow Joe Rogan at all? I haven't lately. Okay. A anyway, he, he gives each person prior to coming on the show a test before he brings them on the show. So he... I think he pays for a test. It's like two hundred bucks, and yeah. then if they come back positive or negative, then he he'll interview them on the show. They do it in person. Oh, I I mean that's actually like why wouldn't we do that? That's a pretty good idea. I mean, not that you and I have the two hundred bucks to test everybody, and that's not going to work for us. We could take people's temperatures at the door. Yes, I have a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what. What are we going to do when our kids go back to school? Are we going to take their temperatures when they go back to school in the door? I, I don't, all these things I'm really. Yeah. They, I'm just hanging tight, Tim. I'm hanging tight and um, kind of watching 
and learning and trying not to get anxious. And uh, yeah, it makes people uh, really anxious. We've seen more people for anxiety that is not a qualifying condition in the past like three weeks than we have, you know, certainly ever. People call you up. Yeah, they, they, they call anxiety. and they, they put the, they, they'll schedule an appointment online because you can just go to the website, put an appointment in, they'll come see us and talk about anxiety. And uh, it takes a little while to get a, a card if you uh, have anxiety as a, an issue. Got to go through a, a petition process. And yeah, that's right. We talked about that, I think, on one of the previous episodes. Right. Well, how do you think? Let's let's actually recap some of the previous episodes, man. Like why we're why it's just you and I catching up. I mean, I've enjoyed some of these convers well, all of the conversations. Yeah, I've enjoyed them all. I, I think the the things I'm I mean, we'll I'll learn as we go here, but I've liked the the patient conversations. I think I remember those like really well, those stories. Uh, we had Desiree who uh, really was suffered with addiction. I think she was episode six. Yep. I right? pulled them up right right here. Yeah. And then we had, two, well, we had Desiree Hennessy from Utah Patients Coalition was six and then Desiree Zach or seven. Uh, she yeah, was the seven. patient. Yeah. She was the patient. And that's a fascinating story, how cannabis really made a big difference for her. And then the other one- uh, Mario, he's got a great story. And David Sutherland, um, our, yeah. one of our first podcasts, he has an amazing story. I've, I've sent a lot of people uh, that I see to his podcast, particularly because I think it's, um, it gives them something to connect to. Like a lot of people that, I've, that I uh, treat, you know, they've, they've grown up Mormon and they've lived in this, the Mormon lifestyle and the Mormon culture. And so they don't know anybody else who smokes weed really, or they don't, they don't really associate with a lot of people like that. So they need to connect to somebody or it's just so foreign to try this. I, and, and I think like uh, a support group would be good. And I, I've had a couple of patients ask me about that, but the podcast seems like a good way to like connect to somebody. Well, I'll tell you what, Tim, if people today are as nervous about using cannabis as I was when I first used cannabis 20 years ago. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I mean, I, I was scared to death to use it, you know? And so I could imagine that uh, people that have never used it, knowing what they know about it and trying to use it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be doing heroin next. I know. I was always, I always felt like the anticipation when I was younger uh, was a little bit better than the actual because it made me really nervous. I got, I had some kind of paranoia response, you know, a couple of times. And, and so it seemed like the anticipation was more exciting than like yeah. the actual, like getting high made me really scared. I wonder why that does that to some people. I don't know. Now I, you know, we talk, we talk to patients about high THC strains uh, and they don't have a lot of CBD or they are, uh, they're just bred for recreation. And the high THC doses uh, can lead to kind of a paranoia and anxiousness. We see it in the ER when I work shifts in the ER. You know, people come in and they are just uh, really, they're scared out of their mind. And you just got to calm them down, wait a while. Hey, can I actually ask you a question? I'm going to get sure. educated here really quick. And I'm probably going to get laughed at by our listeners because I'm, here I am hosting come a on. cannabis podcast. I'm going to be asking a cannabis question. 
I've been curious about this. So you know how you go into a, 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 the pharmacy, Dragonfly, you know how it lists percentages of THC? So it'll say 22% THC, 18% THC. What is a good level of that? Do you know? Because you're talking about oh, I think stuff. So like, I mean, this is all personal opinion. But yeah. I, but I am, I mean, I'm opinionated about most things, so I might as well be opinionated about this. Uh, well, just to give you a little context. So back in the 60s, 70s, outside of Vietnam, when, when a lot of uh, soldiers were coming back with PTSD and treating yeah. their own, treating their own PTSD with, with cannabis, they were smoking six to I think six to 8% THC. So that's way different than what we see in the dispensaries now, right? That's, I mean, I call it hippie weed. And so that was maybe better for PTSD for a lot of people because it was higher in other stuff. You know, it was more like hemp, right? Does that make sense? So I so think, like dirt, dirt weed, like yeah, from like the eighties yeah. in, in stuff like that. That was what I was used to back right. in like the, well, maybe not, not eighties. I wasn't smoking in the eighties, but like nineties and in two thousands. And, uh, you would just get a baggie, you'd get a sandwich bag and stems and seeds. And, and, uh, and so you, you, you didn't know the percentage. No, but I'm guess. I mean, my guess is that was 10, to, they were getting into the 10 to 15% maybe by then. Well, but see, that's what's at the that's what's at the pharmacies now, though. Is like, and that's what, it. Kind of caught me off guard. I was like, well, that seems it seems like it should be higher, but maybe that's a pretty high. Mm, I think THC. Well, like fifteen. Is that what's uh, at the dispensaries? Fifteen percent. Well, I've I've seen them like fifteen to twenty percent, and yeah. so I don't know what a good percentage is. And that's I guess I, I mean should it be just really the bud tenders. Yeah, yeah. The pharmacists there will know uh, like about the strains, but I recommend people smoke lower THC. Uh, strains or vape it or however they're using it. I, I sure. tend to prefer the lower, the lower THC strains because they're more interesting. I think for people like recreationally, I think they're more interesting. And I think, what do you think? What do you mean by interesting? What do you mean? Like the, the, the high or the stone is just not, uh, you get much, it's, it's a broader range of cannabinoids. Sure. So I just describe it maybe as more interesting. Whereas you're just getting straight up high, you know, with 25% THC, that's not designed for any medical use. So I th- maybe the, the pharmacies are doing okay with the, with the lower percentages, but I still think that they're better for pain and they're better for uh, most people because they make people less paranoid, less nervous too. I've been reading, see a lot about like this psychosis and this risk of uh, you know, neurologic uh, issues and, and mental health issues with high THC strains lately. So maybe that's just on my mind. Where do you go? Where do you go to read up on information and news on uh, cannabis? Maybe I asked you this already. I'm sure we've talked about this. I mean, do you subscribe to like any online publications, blogs and stuff like that at all? Or, or what are you what are you looking at, Tim? I mean, the Society of Cannabis Clinicians I'm a, I belong to and they put out uh, some pretty good stuff. And then people will send me, lately I've been reading things that people send me. Patients will send me an article or uh, you know, a peer or somebody will send me an article. Some of them are positive about cannabis and some of them, frankly, are negative. Like, I, I think I get sent more negative stuff than positive stuff, to be honest. I need to get educated, man. I need to get yeah, I mean, knowledgeable on this. Like, I think, you know, basics, you can go to uh, my website, but uh, also healer.com is pretty straightforward website. He's back East in Maryland. 
And then, you know, go to the bottom of the article and click on a couple of the the article links, click on the studies and listen and read them. Because a lot of the stuff we we cite online is like these studies were done with people who are smoking six or seven joints a day, or, you know, that's like a high user in some of these studies. And that's really beyond what, what most people are using, especially here in Utah. I mean, don't you think, I mean, come on, are you going to, you don't think very many high, uh, high dose users here? At least not the, there's a pretty low percentage of patients that I have that are, um, they're using like an ounce every, I don't know, even two ounces a month is I, I think quite a bit of a product for, it's a pretty low percentage of my patients that would be in that category. What do you tell people or what are your recommendations for people that build a tolerance up that want to build it back down? Oh yeah. There's a, yeah, good. uh, uh, There's a good way to do that. And I think you should, I mean, I think everybody should do it like every, every quarter, once a quarter. Just quit. Yeah. Just cut two days out. You got to go two days without any cannabis at all. No cannabinoids for two days. And then you start really low again. Uh, like start at doses you don't even feel like just take one rip. That's it. But you got to really force yourself to do that. And then over the course of six days, you're very, very slowly increasing your dose again. And it's pretty dramatic. People can lower their tolerance again and go back to, you know, like buying less product. Yeah. I mean, the other key to keeping your tolerance low is just not, not just not do too much. So it's like a bell curve, you know, you go over the bell curve and you get too much, you just get more high and more tolerant. You don't really get any better effect. Oh yeah. No, I know exactly how it is. I used to smoke cigarettes, man. And then the more I smoked, the more cigarettes I wanted, the less I smoked, the less cigarettes I wanted. I know exactly yeah, how it yeah, works. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, same like, same concept. <laughs> yeah. Same idea, except with nicotine, you know, it's not, uh, there was actually an article in the Salt Lake uh, in the Salt Lake City website, talking about is Utah in a medical cannabis crisis, and I know um, that it's basically we're they're just waiting on a lot of these grows, right? Like just they got to play the cycle, so it's not really anything else holding it up. I mean, no, I and I haven't felt like there's, but I mean, again, I have a pretty limited scope of people, but uh, that I that oh. I talk to, I guess, but I haven't felt like people are upset with the system. And I think compared to other rollouts in other states, we've done okay. I mean, they're, yeah. like even Florida now, after they've been doing it for years, they still have pharmacies, dispensaries that run out of flour. That's not going to be, um, that's not going away. It will definitely get better as these other grows. Like you said, there's not, not everybody has a grow operation yet. Well, and that's, that's how I was reading this. And I was like, is it, that's not really a fair statement to say that we're in this like medical uh, cannabis crisis. No. And because remember, these guys started growing last summer and that was Dragonfly. And I think Zion started growing in the fall, like late, late fall. I mean, I don't know about True North, but I mean, this isn't something you can just throw together. Like, wait till we go to uh, Zion's grow operation. Um, next week, it's it is high tech. It takes a while to set something like that up. Let's actually, can we talk about that just for a couple of minutes? You've sure. been there before, right? Yeah, I was a visitor down at their uh, their operation. I don't, I'm, I couldn't, I shouldn't say where they are. I guess I say where they are because I mean, maybe maybe we'll have so many people just show up there. 
I guess let's wait till we go there and record a podcast. And then maybe we can describe it. And Just to give everybody just a little anticipation, like I don't know how to describe how cool it is to be inside one of those, uh, like to be inside that area with like high grade medical cannabis right there. Yeah. It's exciting. Have you, have you ever, you told me when we were talking in the beginning that you've seen big fields of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, I've been at grows in the past, so, but I've never been at a legal grow in Utah here. Yeah, dude, that is never something I've, I mean, I grew up here. I never saw, I never saw a pot plant that was big enough to get a legitimate bud off of. No way. I think, you know, I had a relative try to grow one, one time on the deck of their house, got caught by their stepdad or their dad and they were like, yeah, stop doing this. You're not doing this right. I want to talk with them at the grow, but I wonder, have you heard, I'm just curious of it right now. Like I would imagine the local police in their area know about them. So it's not like they're constantly busting them, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Like they use the whole building. So, okay. I mean, I guess that helps. And I think they have like double carbon filter exhaust. Yeah. Because you go in there. Oh, you go in there. And like, this is, this is skunky. Yeah. It's skunky in there. Yeah. No, I was just wondering, you know, what they have to, if they've had to deal with any problems and they're like, Oh, sorry, you're legal. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) you don't think like the, it doesn't the fire marshal have to go. I know like the fire marshal has to inspect even, even my little clinic before I get a business license uh, in Mill Creek city. So I know, uh, I'm sure the fire marshal and all the cops were down there scoping it out before. Yeah. And they're probably just like, Hey, leave them alone. Right. They're, they're pretty good, you know, but yeah, so we got that. We, hopefully that's going to be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's exciting because that, I think at that point we'll be able to get a better handle on what products and when the, when some of these products like of theirs, especially are going to hit the, hit the dispensaries. And then we'll start getting some of the uh, owners or some of the people from some of these dispensaries on the podcast. I got some email addresses. Uh, if you're listening and you're in any of the local uh, pharmacies, dispensaries, whatever you want to call them, reach out to Tim or myself because we'd love to bring you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Who else are we looking for on the podcast? Maybe we can make like some requests right now if anybody's listening. I don't know what kind of people. Yeah, the dispensary people, uh, those are important, especially as they get to open uh, I mean, I, I love the patient stories. If you feel like you have a unique story and, you know, you want to share it, I think reach out. I'd, I think we're going to get to the point where we're not going to be able to have everybody on, but. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we can, we can always do bonus episodes or something like that too. Oh, that's true. And I'm a definitely a lot open of to that. And I think patients, um, that would be a good thing to talk to, you know, patients on those, like a bonus episode, even if they're short. Almost like we could do bonus episode uh, uh, group therapy. Oh, yeah. Or we could do like uh, live on Facebook. People can ask if they have questions for them. Yeah, maybe that'd be an idea too. Because, I mean, you, I think you and I could do the question and answer pretty well. I mean, from a patient perspective, as well as um, like like what it looks like just to be a, a person who's a patient in Utah and, and shopping at the dispensaries, that type of thing. And then I think a lot of people don't want to, we get a lot of questions about, Hey, I don't want to spend, you know, $250 for a medical visit if I'm not going to be qualified. And so, uh, maybe a question and answer period would put a lot of people's concerns about that at ease. Well, let me ask you right now, do you still 
charge someone 250 bucks if they don't qualify? Actually, we don't. So we have, I mean, we don't really talk a lot about this because we can't really advertise, but we don't. Like if you come and you have a condition uh, that doesn't qualify and you don't want to pursue the compassionate use board and you feel like that's just a waste and you won't get uh, you won't get certified, then we just don't charge. Yeah, that, that happens once in a while and we just do it for free. Okay. Okay. And I, I would imagine that if you didn't look at the quali- I mean, you, sh- you should look at the qualifications before you even book an appointment with, with somebody. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, again, yeah, I mean, you'd be pretty surprised, I guess, uh, at how many people show up and they're like, oh, wow, I have anxiety and depression and it's really bad. And I've been, you know, smoking weed for five years for this. And, and, you know, we're, we're, we're just happy to educate them on the fact that those aren't technically qualifying conditions, but, uh, for the most part, yeah, people are like going to the web and, or calling, you know, they can just call. There's probably quite a few places you can call you can even go to the Utah department of Health's website. Remind me out of state cards. Like if you have a California medical card or a Nevada medical card, right? Can you come here to Utah and use it? I thought you, somebody said you could. No, you can. I think the, um, I think the confusion there is you cannot, I know you cannot use your out of state card here, like a Nevada card, Florida card. Yeah. You can, you can use those as help in documenting your condition so that you can yeah. get a card here, right? But you're going to have to get a card or get a recommendation from a, a QMP still. And I, the other part of that is you can, so you can't use your out-of-state card, but you can use, uh, you can be out-of-state, like an out-of-state resident and legally use it here. However, that rule, remember when we talked to Rich, that rule is not in place yet. Um, they're right now they're working on drive through they're working on uh, like home delivery rules, and then they're going to move on to like this out-of-state rule. Which is that they can, you can use it here, but they can't. Yeah, so you, could, so you can be a Nevada resident, uh-huh. and you can come here, you can see me, and I can write a recommendation, and you can get a temporary card. I Okay, I got you. I'm following. Right. So you, you don't have, well, why to would here. you do that though? Why would you, I mean, like, I think it's more for people like long-term visitors, Okay, uh, somebody who lives here part-time, you know, maybe lives here in the winter and wants to have, you know, wants their address is technically somewhere else, but they live here and you know, they need access to their medicine because you okay, don't really, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to have them drive to, excuse me, Colorado or Wendover. That actually reminds me of something that I was going to talk about for a second that kind of intrigues me a little bit. So I was talking to you a little bit about how uh, Joe Biden wants to decriminalize cannabis. Oh right? yeah. I'm glad you're that, bringing that's this his, up. That, that's his whole, that's one of his, his new things that he's, he's using. And, and we could probably thank our buddy Bernie uh, for recommending. Him that's that. absolutely. I posted this on Facebook and it, a lot of people didn't get really excited about it. They were like, Oh, you know, just, just legalize it fully, you know, because de- decriminalizing it wouldn't make it; it would still make it federally illegal, right? So I talked about this to a, an Air Force doctor today, uh, because he refers me quite a few patients, and because he cannot 
because he's part of the Air Force and the federal government, he cannot write a recommendation. He can't become a QMP. It's just, it's out of the question for him. It's like if you worked at the VA, right? So we were talking about the decriminalization. Maybe it's uh, more along the lines of he could be a patient or he could write the recommendation because he's a federal government employee. Not We don't think that that's going to change the state's ability to regulate it or pass laws at all. I just think it's going to allow allow federal employees to use it, allow interstate commerce. Well, that's what I wonder, crossing state lines. That's going right? to be a little easier to probably cross state lines, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, regardless of whether or not the medical part of it in Utah changes, like let's say not, I, I think Utah is going to keep it medical for quite a long time, even if the federal government decriminalizes it. But- you come see me as a medical provider and you get your card. And then now because Colorado can ship in their cannabis, the prices of good quality cannabis going to go way down. Don't you think? Well, I would imagine. And that's what I'm saying is if you're near a state like Colorado and even Nevada. Oh yeah. You might not buy, you might not, you might not get a card. Yeah. I don't know. These are all just things to think about, man. Tough to say though. You know, you've, what if you have a job with a private company that has a policy that, you know, you can't, if you want to use cannabis, you have to have a card. I think that'll become more common. I know there's companies in Colorado that still do drug tests for cannabis. And if you don't pass it, then you don't have the job, even in a state like Colorado. Well, sure. I mean, and uh, I mean, if you work for the FBI in Colorado and you get tested, you're out. Dude, that's what we need to do, Tim. Okay, let's go to Colorado. We'll do a trip to Colorado and 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 record some podcast episodes out in Colorado, man. Oh, I'm down. That's what we need to do. We need to like do a traveling podcast. We can uh, load up the gear and uh, do a road trip and podcast the whole way, man. Yeah, I'm down. Or just hop on an airplane. <laughs> well, I don't know. That might be that might be kind of tricky nowadays. I guess an airplane. Sure. We're, I mean. Yeah, when was the last time? Oh man, I do not want to buy a plane ticket right now. The last time I flew was December. Yeah, I think I've I haven't flown for a long time. That was the time I got to hang out with Tommy Chung. Did you really? I, I told you that story. No. How I saw Tommy Chung, hung out with Tommy Chung on my birthday. Oh man. Yeah, Cr- Chrissy bought me these tickets. We saw him online. We thought it was kind of a joke, and I'm like, why the heck not? Let's go to California and and and. And hang out with Tommy Chung. Anyway, it was like this tour and uh, this tour of uh, of glass blowing and uh, a, a, a dispensary, and then you got to hang out with Tommy Chung and smoke weed and get your pictures. And it was Dude, pretty cool. That is man. that is awesome. I mean, talk about an awesome birthday present, right? Yeah, that'd be sweet. What what uh, what'd you blow? The what glass did you blow? Oh no, I didn't blow any glass. I just there was uh, glass was, blowing in the yeah. We went to this warehouse in L.A. Uh-huh. Um, that they were blowing glass at, and supposedly most of uh, the glass out there comes from like that warehouse. So I don't really know how all that works. That would be some interesting discussions to bring up on the podcast as well. You know how the, how the whole you know do we have local glass blowers and stuff like that? You know? Oh yeah, know. like. You know what, like a local glass blower that blows, well, you can't really build pipes in Utah, right? Well, that's true. That's true. Or dab rigs, but- big glass dab rigs. It'd still be interesting to talk to people. I think, you know what, uh, getting back to our what's this podcast, what do we want to do with it? I think we want to do more 
we we really need to include some growers of like on the hemp side. And okay. what I'm saying is I think we should include people that are not inside the medical cannabis space and oh, sure. be able to expand it because of course, you know, Utah in the weeds includes everybody. Yeah, man, dude, I would even like to interview like uh somebody reached out and there's like this cannabis chef and I forgot what state he lives in. I think stuff like that could even be fun to do on the podcast, even if he's not in Utah. Oh, sure. I mean, if we ever get this software figured out. Or, you know, get Tommy Chong on here. How cool would that be, right? Oh, yeah. I got Tommy Chong. I mean, I couldn't keep up with the guy. He'd be like, hey, okay, everybody take a hit now. Dude, he's in his 80s. Holy He's in his 80s. And that guy's still like he's still tearing it down, man. Like he's got like just see him wreck joints, man. Just, just <laughs> suck him down. Just just goes to town on that. I'm like, man, you don't even want something a little softer on your lungs. Yeah. I mean, ah, I, mean I guess gee. it doesn't cause lung cancer, but man, it can cause some pretty good like chronic bronchitis. You're in that range. I see, I'm always thinking this way, right? I'm always thinking about this both ways, recreationally and and, you know, Saturday afternoon for fun and the medical side of it and what I talk about every day, it's like it never separates. Why do you think that is? Uh, maybe it's just me. Just I can't ever separate work from play. Maybe, I, maybe <laughs> I'm going to need my medical card renewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, this has been fun, man. I'm glad we're... I'm glad we're getting an opportunity to just chat for a little bit and uh, figure things out, discuss what's going on. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out this podcast and figure out what's going on here in Utah. Yeah. I think that, and, um, uh, how's this been? When are you going to start doing I Am Salt Lake back in the studio? Have you started that? No, no, no. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I was that's a, it's, it's a weird thing, Tim, because it's, 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 it's one of those things where, I mean, I can't just keep hiding out, right? Like right. you gotta be part of life. Right. Right. So, I mean, I've kind of been thinking maybe the beginning of June, right? Like kind of like you and yeah. I were talking about doing, you know, kind of our schedule of. Yeah. Maybe giving it just a little more time. I hear, isn't there a rumor we're going to yellow? Yeah. I don't. I, and if that's the case too, and, and that's the thing too, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a jerk. I, I mean, I, but the problem is, is like, at what point do you just say, well, I don't know. I mean, what point do you just, you got to keep going with life, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. We started. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> but I also know there's going to be times where they're not comfortable to come in. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, and I'll have to figure that out. You know, I want to like disinfect and sterilize all the seats and sure make people feel figure all that out and your family yeah, comfortable man. And- sure man sure i mean i we, we'll have to figure some things out but we'll we'll get back on the ball we'll get back on the ball and i mean we've definitely been more open to people coming in now this just this week we started asking people what they wanted to do do they want to sit in their car and talk to me on the phone and then meet me face to face in a, in a really separate way or really contact less way, or if they want to come in and uh, wear a mask and sit with me and talk in clinic. And most people, yeah, nine out of 10 people, I would say, are, are happy to come in, you know, keep their, everybody keeps their distance. We do things a little differently for sure. Even then we were doing before when we were in person, nothing, no paper, 
everything's by email and electronic delivery and yeah but it's different it's nice to come uh, you know see people talk to people face to face well even on the podcast you don't have that same connection no and so you don't have the same depth I, I knew that when I started going on other people's podcasts. I'm like, it's not as fun. I'm not doing it in person. Oh, right. What do you think? Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything else you wanted to update? Anything else you want to... Uh, let's uh, let's have people... We have a Facebook page. I'm trying to figure out ways to connect with with people, right? Mm-hmm. Like for Utah in the Weeds, they can reach out. So I know like... How can people... Well, how can people reach out to you, Tim? I mean, utahmarijuana.org or the... Uh, you know, you can use our contact us page on that website, but that's, that's one way you could call my office, 801-851-5554. You could reach out to me through you, right. Or through our Facebook page. Yeah. And I think, do we have a, and we have a, um, an Instagram page. There, there is an Instagram page. I haven't done a lot with it, but there is one there. We should right? do we some should stuff do with it. Stuff with that. Maybe more combined there. Sure. And start getting a little more involved together uh, with some of this, uh, some of this extra stuff that we might want to do too. Well, I think there's a, a lot of possibilities of things, you know, doing, doing uh, once, especially once we start doing them in the studio, I have a way we can do them live, right? Do a YouTube live while oh, we're yeah. recording or uh video. We can, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot we can do. Yeah. So I think uh, that's the, that's like the next step. Anybody have any ideas or what they want to, what they want us to do. I mean, reach out what they want to talk about, you know, or guest ideas and, and feel free. I go listen to, uh, my other podcast. I am Salt Lake. I am Salt Lake.com. We actually just interviewed a, uh, a former, he was in the military and he's building these vet caves. So he helps vets with PTSD, which is right up the alley of, of medical cannabis. We actually talked about medical cannabis a titch on the episode, because I wanted to let him know that PTSD is a qualifying condition, yeah. so he should go get his his card. But uh, a really fascinating conversation, really fascinating. His name's Leo. Uh, I am Salt Lake. I am Salt Lake.com. Reach out. Send me an email. Chris at I am Salt Lake.com is going to be the best email to reach me directly. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions for this podcast, if you want to come on this podcast, Reach out to Tim or myself. I'm, I'm serious. We'd love to probably bring you on. Yeah. And I think we're to the point now where we realize this is real. We're going to do this. We're going to be here for a while. And uh, this is like the best thing I do for the week. I mean, I get to kind of chill out, learn something, talk to somebody. It's, yeah, this is good. This is fun. Everything else. And then fun. once stuff starts relaxing, we should like do some weekly barbecues or something at my house, right? Yeah, we do a I'm barbecue out. and then we record a podcast. I'm in. Yeah. There we go, buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Plan. All right, guys. See you on next week on the next episode of Utah in the Weeds. You have anything else you want to say, Tim? Well, everybody be safe out there. <laughs>